Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. Banking services debit card provided by Bancorp, Bank NA, or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. You know what I realized? Yes. Potting is a lot different now because... We do it earlier? No, that's not. I'm sure that's not the reason. <laughs> Tony's funny. It's not the reason, Tony. No, it's uh, I, I talk every day. And so it's it's like. Like some days I'll drive home and I don't want to say anything. Yeah, I find that I can't remember what I said where. So, like, I yes. don't know. I don't know if what I'm sharing is an original thought on that platform or if it's something i already said between something i'm in it's a little different when it's something bears related but like between something i write in the sun times look how many fingers i'm going to get to here something i say on lawrence's show something i say on this show something i say on the sun times bears podcast something i say on stadium something i tweet what else would there be is there something else that i do something you say to your no your children and wife that well, that's never anything sports related. Really. <laughs> <laughs> like, like nobody wants to hear that at home, and that's fine. That's one of my favorite things. Do you have friends, Russ? Do you have friends that don't know anything about what you do? Like I have a friend, for example, that when I say, "Hey, I, I'm gonna be," out, he invites me to do something. I'm like, "Nah, I'm gonna be out of town. I gotta go, go to the combine." He doesn't know what that means, and I have to explain it. And it's like I love you for that. Like yeah. we're gonna be good friends because you don't care about any of this stuff. Um, I. Well, I know Tony will get a kick out of this, but most young ladies don't. And I don't even want to generalize it like that, but like the ones I talk to are not huge sports fans. Some are. And that's actually cool, too, because they understand like what I do. But, yeah, I, I kind of like the. What when I, I, t- I texted somebody like, yeah, I got to go to the park after I uh, leave the studio. And they're like, what's the park? And like an actual park. And so then I had to explain <laughs> well what my job actually is yeah and then they're just like oh like that do you like i mean do you enjoy do you find like you have better conversations with people that because my entire career it's been like people want to know like as a conversation starter they're like hey who do you think the bears will draft or who do you think the dolphins will draft i don't want to oh hey do you God. think the heat can beat the pacers in this series or whatever that would bother and, like, me well, I've come around on it because it's like I understand that's what people want to know, and I get it. I get where they're coming from on it. But I love talking to people that don't know anything about that, so it would never cross their mind to ask me that kind of stuff. I think it's good that, I mean, <clears throat> I guess at times it could be annoying, but that's their connecting point to you. 
that's how they know, you know, or try to relate to you. Um, and by what you do, I mean, you do something on a public space in a public platform. Um, people are going to want it. People are curious, especially fans of, you know, the teams that, you know, you cover or you're around. Um, so I get, it can be annoying because that's something that you do every day, but I'm constantly reminded, like, this could be the, this person's first and only interaction with somebody that close to a team or that close to uh, a thing or a fan of what they enjoy listening to or watching. It's like, I don't want to sour that for for them because of my uh, unenthusiasm to engage with them. So I always like, oh, well, you know, this person, this might be a fan. This might be a future subscriber or uh, to something that I need people to subscribe to. So I'm always kind of aware when it does happen out out in public or you know with family or family members or something like yeah i'm i'm a, i'm tired of talking about this but you are just now talking about this so i don't want to disturb your enthusiasm that's fair and i get that part too it's it's just like it's it's work for us like we love if we didn't love sports we wouldn't be doing it and we wouldn't have a podcast called sports with jason where we also talk about some of those things Right. At the same time, like you write every day, Jason, Tony, you talk about sports every day, hear people talk about sports every day, produce a podcast that talks a lot about sports. I'm on TV every day and I write and I like so it's it can be a lot where it's like, duck. I just want to talk about food or like I, I said, earlier, not. To, yeah, my feel how I feel today, <laughs> <laughs> like how I'm going to explode. Or not talk at all. Like the drive right. home, it just I turn on some music and just like zone out for forty five minutes coming back from the United Center. Hopefully you don't zone out too much. Oh no no, no. While you're driving in it. But are people getting worse as drivers? I well, think they're so. out of practice. They're I out was, of practice. I, we we I, went how long without having rush hour around here? Well, I think people are worse and are more angrier. Then ever like I was looking up, uh, I was reading an article actually, and they were like, "This is like the worst time to drive, like in the history of driving." People it's are bad, man. People are are not good, and two people are more aggressive than ever in driving. Like, why are you so mad? Like, calm down. It's not worth it. Like, people forget you're driving in a weapon. It's a yeah, weapon yeah. versus other weapons. Calm well, we've down. had we've had here in Chicago, we've had some rough roads. In Chicago, I, man, I've been around the country in places where there's snow and ice and whatever. In Chicago, you can say whatever you want about the government or the state of Illinois or city of Chicago or what. They do a great, great job clearing the roads, in my experience. They get those roads cleared fast. That's but why I don't even, like going other places, yes. Yes, Boston, Detroit, Seattle. There's a lot of places where they aren't so good at that. Uh, some of those places, like Seattle, you know, they don't get a lot of snow. If a little bit of snow hits like – the Carolinas or Atlanta or Dallas, I understand why they'd have some trouble with that. But Chicago, they do a pretty good job. And even with the pretty good job that they do, there's been some rough driving lately. And it only takes me like one little skid to be like, whoa, all right, I'm driving 25 miles an hour the rest of the way. I'm not getting in a car accident trying to go to the jewels or whatever. But I saw this guy ahead of me the other day. This guy driving in front of me uh, takes the right-hand turn and clearly like his back end slides out as he's making that turn. And then he, in his course correction, cra- kind of not crashes, but like hits the right side curb. Like he bounces off the curb of 
whatever street we're on. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that'll wake you up. Like that happens. That'll wake you up. But then that didn't though. The guy just kept like, he sped up and kept swerving in and out of the lanes. I'm like, man, come on. Do you not like your car? That drive home, that drive home from the UC is like, and that's one of the reasons I'm moving to the city. One, I don't have to commute as much like that anymore, but yeah, I, I people are like racing. They think it's Daytona 500. Yeah, and like we got a lot of rain the last couple of days, and so but people don't care. It's like eh, okay, yeah, rain that freezes. Yes, it's like oh no, we just turned the difficulty level up on the game. Like that's what right. they, they right. kind of think of it. Well, we went like two years without having rush hour, and it seems like it's back to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're probably oh, driving home yeah. at like five thirty or six, aren't you, Russ? Yeah, no, it's it's peak. I mean, that can't like, be good. No, it's like it takes me like 45 minutes, 50 minutes to get home, uh, which isn't awful con- compared to what other people have. But like for me, like the traffic during the pandemic, it was light for six, eight months or so. But after a while, people were back out there and then like like going driving to the ballpark every day. You could definitely see mm, people are. But definitely now that people are uh, working back in the office again, you can you can definitely tell the difference. Let's start the show. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host, Russ Dorsey. The return. The return, yes. I, I took a week to find myself. Now I was just busy with work. Uh, and Tony Gill producing for us. I enjoyed listening to the show you guys did last week. It was a great show. Thank you. It was, uh, yeah, it was it really was good. It was fun with I Jason went and checked out the... Uh, the Tindler Swindler. I after you guys talked about it, I went and watched that uh, the other night with my wife. Um, my favorite part of listening to you guys do the show without me was hearing Tony Gill, who, for those of you who don't know, is since I moved back to Chicago three years ago, the uh, the best new friend that I've made, and I loved hearing him on uh, my podcast yelling. Black History Month. Let's get Jason out of here. <laughs> While Russ, in like the quietest voice he's ever used, is like, Jason is an advocate to black people. <laughs> like, like as though he's reading the, the, the side effects at the end of a commercial. You know, we, we just have to mention this. Jason is an advocate of black people. Oh, no. We just have to have the blacks do an episode during Black History Month. So. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It's, it, everybody everybody has to go on leave. Like, I'm the only one who hasn't gone on leave, so I'll make sure I do that uh, before we get too deep in, into the year. You took a but, week uh, off. You took a week off. We did uh, We did a best of one week without you. Ah, uh, yeah. You were still on there. I mean, we still heard your voice on there. You still get, you still get a, a I get credit. For that. Yeah, right. It's like syndication. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Tony and I got uh, a lot of material out of you out uh, slinging meat, uh, giving turkeys out to uh, the community. <laughs> Look how y'all be doing me, man. That, Tony, that, that, I, that, that activity has to go on down, right? With your new gig. Okay, Tony. Tony. I, I mean, handing out turkeys. I'm sure. Yeah, no, there's no handing yeah. out turkeys in February. Yeah, yeah, who I does mean, that in February? Tony? I mean, I'm pretty sure somebody would like some free meat, you know. Like, <laughs> wasn't the whole point? Wasn't the whole point of your hiatus that you were gonna like straighten out? That's that's the lie you he know, told us to take a month <laughs> off. Yeah, try to be uh... <laughs> like the more I sit here, Jason, the more I'm like, we got conned yeah. into giving him free PTO right. and continue to pay him. 
I need like a couple months off, guys, so I can uh, be someone on this podcast that my future wife will be proud of. And then, th- and then this is what you do like your third week back. Okay, Tony. Well, talk about, Tone, talk I, about turkeys. Okay. Ross, All I got right. a, I, I got All an right. idea. I got a little hint about what he was doing during his time off while we were paying him. I'm all ears. Yeah. Tony, did you start a new podcast during that break? Because it says uh, now on your Twitter profile mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. I produce content for mm-hmm. NBC Sports Chicago mm-hmm. That's right. and Sports Adjacent. Sports Adjacent listed last, of course. Um, hey, I feel away. What's going you on? With, explain yourself. Did you, did you start like a, a, a film podcast while you were on leave from us? I actually produce a film podcast, edit mm-hmm. and produce uh, a film podcast called You Take One Actor and Discuss 10 Movies That They Were In with so Okay, and when did that go down? I want to know the details here. Oh, they started paying me uh, last year. And then they just send nice me the shit. files, okay. and uh, I edit and send it back. So you don't appear on that podcast? No. no. Okay. How many places do you work now, man? Because I, if I'm losing track of where I'm saying mm-hmm. things, you must be losing track between um, <laughs> things you say on NBC. There's mm-hmm. a million podcasts there. Mm-hmm. Our show, The Score. I'm guessing you're not totally telling the truth about this podcast, and you do appear on there somehow. And just <laughs> things you mutter at squirrels while you're walking your dogs. <laughs> Um, no, I, that, that's why I like, I just, once I say something, I forget. So it makes it easier to move on to the next thing. <laughs> okay. Um, just, for, just forget it. Just, uh, just, just throw it, just throw it away and forget it. And, is it like know, a mosquito? Like he's got six seconds of memory or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And that's all you need. You're good. Just live in the moment, Jason, and then move on. And then that way you embrace the next moment. I, I'm, it's fine. It's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, it's not fine. I would like to know how many other jobs he was holding while he was shaking us down for money for not working for two months. Uh, Just out of curiosity. I ran out out my car. (laughs) Hey, I'm not going to say what it's called because they don't pay for advertising on this platform. (laughs) He he already advertised his other podcast on here. (laughs) Yeah, we're bleep. Hey, bleep that out. (laughs) F them. Um. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> we don't that's, even we don't even know them. Maybe we should. No, find, maybe we should. Matter. Like, you know, get to know matter. them before we Sorry. decide whether or not. To. That's what happens when Tony gets other jobs. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, Agil Enterprises LLC is a uh, is a production factory. You know, push out content the best way we can. Mm-hmm. Not the best way we can, just the most we can. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's not necessarily efficient, but we're going to put some that, content out. That's why you've had trouble here at this company, because the goal is to put out the best content, <laughs> not just the most. Jeez. Uh, Jason, while you you and Ashley watched the Tinder one, what were your thoughts? You, we, Me and Tony did a deep dive with mm-hmm. Lawrence uh, about yeah. it. We yeah, I know. Feelings. Yeah. Do you guys want to revisit that? Yeah, I, yeah. Look, I just want to. <laughs> it's it, people are still watching. People are still talking about it. I just want to hear what your thoughts were. Still I, I trending in America. Still, I assume it's still close to what me and Tony thought. Yeah. Well, it's still. I gotta admit, it's a little hard for me to like get inside that world. I understand. I get the mechanics of how twi- of uh, Tinder works, and I've been unable to pronounce the name of the movie correctly, or the name of the dating <laughs> website, or the name of. The uh, name, the nickname they gave the guy, because I just keep mix, mixing up my L's and my W's, and uh, 
I so it's hard to like kind of understand putting your whole dating life in an app and basing everything out of that for me. But oh, this isn't going to be a great thing to say. I kept thinking people should have known better. No, that's not. Yeah, that's no, perfectly reasonable. Correct. And and like whether or not you should have known better, I don't. I I try to have empathy for the situation that somebody's in, regardless of how they got there. And so I can sit there and say, like, hey, it seems like there were a lot of clues here. Yes. I also feel terrible for how, like, you've, one way or another, you ended up feeling this way and having this happen to you. And I feel terrible for you about that. Like, it, I, I, I don't usually sit there and say, even if I feel like there were some red flags along the way, like, hey, you got what was coming to you or anything like that. I, 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 I think that's got to be horrible. I mean, the one woman thought she'd found the love of her life, it seemed like. And for that to be a lie is pretty bad but uh i also found i also kind of my other main takeaway from it is like no it looks kind of fun to try because <laughs> there seems to be like almost no consequences for the guy and he's out there doing it again it's not like he's getting like a dating show like yeah there are zero consequences well i had this i had this in uh this was in the news rundown if you would like me to uh just we could give you a sneak preview of it or the whole thing right now yeah sure Russ, would you like to hear some news I thought we wouldn't get to, but instead are getting to in the opening segment? Yes, please. The Tinder swindler. I almost got it. I kind of got it. It wasn't smooth, but I did land it. <laughs> it was like one of those Southwest landings. Uh, Simon Levive, he has a job. Yeah. And this time, it's a real one. It's a legitimate. He's on Cameo, and uh, he is charging $200 for an individual. So if we wanted him to come on and be like, happy birthday, Tony, uh, hope your enemies stay far away from you or whatever, uh, <laughs> that'd be 200 bucks. Or if we wanted him to do one, like for a company, like for, you know, sports adjacent or Bally's or, you know, tune into, uh, tune into the rally or your enemies will come after you or something like that. That'd be two grand <laughs> charging two grand for that. But this is a legitimate business. And, and TMZ reported that he's made 30 grand off this in the first week since he signed up. But again, like if they're getting that information from him, I'm a little skeptical. Just I'm not sure if he's really made 30 grand off of it. Yo, but he does have it is funny though, Russ. I watched a couple of the videos that were available online and uh he loves he 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 is leaning into this character while he's upset with Netflix and this uh was it a Swedish newspaper or Norwegian newspaper? Yes. Uh while he's upset with him, he is kind of leaning into this because he did one for uh, a woman named Emily. Emily, happy birthday. I hear you're running your first triathlon. I hear I, I hope you run like your enemies are after you. <laughs> he did another one that says like so and so. I forget who it was like Russ. Uh, happy birthday. I'm sorry I couldn't be there, but my enemies are after me. Yeah, he's 100 percent playing it up. And why wouldn't you? <laughs> if, if you know that, that you, there's no consequences for what you do. Yeah. The only thing you went to jail for was using a fake passport to to get into other countries. Listen. You know, it it gotta suck for the women that came forward to want to expose him to actually increase his profile his worldwide. Um, I mean, like, how do you, they are? Well, but he's got to find something legitimate to do. He can't keep running this game. I can't. I want to say. Come on. Can I do it? I'm, I'm do it. I'll play elevator. I'll play elevator music if it's too bad. Is it? Did are they really suffering if they got the GoFundMe popping? Hmm. Exactly. 
They they were on there crying, Russ. I get that, but also after money <laughs> after after Netflix paid only you only you would be like someone can buy my pain away from me. No, I'm just saying after Netflix bought their pain away to tell their story, they also got the GoFundMe popping. And did you they know get what? money for that? We don't know if they got money for that. You're not just yeah. They got something that didn't just get there for nobody gets up there for free, Jason. They probably didn't get what the production company got. They're not getting there and embarrassing themselves in front of the world for free. I don't know. Would you want to go through something like that for a lot of money? If I was like, Russ, you'll think you've found the love of your life and it will drive you to the point of losing all your money and crying on camera because you're that devastated by it. Like, Dog, is there a price, price tag for that? They've made 163,000 euros in a week. Yeah, but didn't the movie end saying they were still in massive debt? I mean, listen. Isn't that probably the purpose of the GoFundMe is not just to cheer them up with money, as you would do, but to pay their debts? <laughs> listen, dog. I Somebody that loves you isn't asking you to take out $250,000. You're like Anchorman. You're like, would it help if I gave you some money from my wallet? <laughs> <laughs> I just – I don't know, like, man. Because I, 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 Russ feel, is like, yeah, it would. It would help. You me. know what? I, I feel, feel, I feel, I feel like – I, I really do feel like we need uh, one of the, the the many women or to join us um, to give that perspective, just to make sure that we aren't overlooking anything. Because my brain is just like, come, like you're an adult, like you, are you really like all the red flags, and you're not gonna maybe I'm missing something. I would like another perspective. On, on this, if, if we can continue, if we want to talk about it next week, uh, because, yeah, I'm I'm just still dumbfounded about how all that turned out. So I was literally texting a young lady this morning about this, um, and she said, I'm glad you've seen it. I've watched it three times. And I said, well, let me ask you this then. Do you think it was their fault with the eyeballs emoji? She said, oh, man, I've done some crazy shit for love. Crazy. They clearly have no boundaries, but they were manipulated. And then I said, I think that he was a master manipulator, but a quick Google search could have taken care of all the questions in 30 seconds. I think they were desperate for love and also gullible. 75% on them, 25% on him. He was a terrible human being, but they allowed themselves to be used by him. When somebody loves you, they don't take, ask you to take out $250,000 in loans and credit card debt. In my he humble did. opinion. It did strike me as like a real life human version of the Nigerian prince email scam. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you get the email that says like, oh, you know, we're rich. My father's the king. Uh, but, you know, he's deposed right now and we don't we can't get at We just need a little bit of money so we can get back to all of the rest of our money. I mean, that was kind of the thing that Simon Levive was doing. Yeah. And then he was good. He was good. I mean, he could he could have tricked me on some of those things. I mean, he, some it wasn't just, some of them. He was he had a good system down. For yeah, how he was pulling this off for us. Yeah, he, and he, he was, was a, a lifelong. Oh, you know how to wanted. tell me. I understand he was getting yeah. it off. Lifelong uh, lifelong defrauder from what it sounds like. So, I mean, he had a lot of practice. They Go said ahead, he still my, my bad. Go ahead, Tony. Uh, no, I was going to say, like, it wasn't just women. He was defrauding. like in that compilation. Like it, he was finessing families. Like he was babysitting for babysitting, people. Babysitting, man. <laughs> like he, had... <laughs> he was like, a wild, wild. What would boy. you? What would you less rather find out that like your sister had dated the Tinder swindler, 
or that uh, someone in your family had hired the Tinder swindler as a babysitter? Uh, sister. Sister, definitely. 100%. Uh, you should definitely try the babysitting thing. That's a, That could be a legitimate business. How did he get a hold of their checks? Man, look. When you master something, you master scamming. And scamming is the theme of the month on Netflix. Like, I don't know. You guys watched Inventing Anna? I don't, this is not a Netflix podcast. See, I they've, st- they've been I going crazy lately. Well, I have some other Netflix stuff I wanted to talk about anyway, so we can just do that right now. Okay. Um, because Tony's been tweeting about Love is Blind. I wanted to get so to that, I, too. All right, so I, I guess this I is our it out thing, just man. so we could talk about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I started to watch Inventing Anna first because it just struck me. The description struck me as uh, – Tony, please look up the the, act, the actress that plays the lead role in that. I forget her name from Ozark. But the description of it struck me as like, oh, this is the opposite of the Tinder swindler. Like this is what the description looked mm-hmm. like, Russ. Yeah, yeah, Where it sounded like he, she plays all these rich people in New York and takes their money in one way or another is what it sounded like. But then I, I pressed play on it, and it was the woman from Ozark whose name is – Julia Garner. Thank you. Excellent, excellent actress. She was great on uh, The Americans too. Um, but it just immediately, it was like overproduced and a, it was a movie. It wasn't really like a, or a series or whatever it is. It was dramatized. Mini series, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like a documentary. So I kind of was like, nah, I'd rather watch the Tinder swindler instead. Well, that's Did you funny. watch this? It's yeah. I, I binged the whole thing, uh, oh, okay. on two nights, grabbed a bottle of wine, some food and, and went crazy. See, here's um, the thing though. I, I can't always do that because I can't just turn on whatever I want in the middle of my house on my big flat screen TV because I got kids walking around. So like my window to watch stuff like this is from like 10 PM to midnight any given day, assuming I don't have anything else I have to do during that time. That sucks. And that sounds like a personal problem. (laughs) 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 Friday and Saturday. I watched five episodes on Friday and three on Saturday. And when I watched, I instantly was like, this girl's the Tinder swindler. And but like she get she gets a pass from people because she was some rich girl with a, a terrible accent in New York scamming rich people. Spoiler alert. Uh you could still watch it. There's a ton of stuff that I didn't just say. But she was a scammer. That's all it was. She was just like Simon. Well, can you tell us more about it? I didn't end up watching. Well, no, it. I don't want to I don't want to ruin the whole series, but it I mean it's we're really, already here. I mean, it's really just like a girl scamming people and lying. She was she was scamming some of the once again, spoiler alert. If you don't want to get yeah. this ruined, just fast forward till we're done talking about do we it. should put it in the description or something. Right. Start yeah. this episode 25 minutes in if you don't want to have right. XX and, and X when, ruined. When Tony is talking about love is blind, then you can play it. <laughs> but she was she was this close to getting a loan from forty million for forty million dollars for one of the largest banks in the in the country. And, and nobody could prove that she had money. And all you had to do was say, hmm, let's actually do the work to see if this girl has the money that she says she does. She was scanning five-star five star hotels. Just because she, she was pretty and everybody was like, we want to believe her? Or how did yes. she pull it off? She, this, this, this girl from a different was country. She, was she like a genius at this? Well, she was, there, she was really smart, business savvy girl. But also, she was like a kid. And people wanted to believe that she was this insanely rich person. And so just like Simon got good at scamming, she got good at it where 
she would give people this info for these wire transfers and like everybody thought she had this huge monster trust fund worth 60 million dollars it's like oh here's the the wire for my trust fund and then these hotels these restaurants all would like put it in and a couple days later they were like hey we haven't gotten the money and she just say well i gave you the information it's all there like it must yeah. be some of the bank and then she just would like just Simon, i wrote you the check what do you want right she would just do that check out and so she was doing that to the some of the biggest hotels in new york uh and around the around the world not even just in new york and yeah man scammers it's a good time to scam because you get a, a something on, <laughs> you get a movie or a series on on it's Netflix. A good time to scam it, it should be the worst time, time. it should be the worst time in history to scam because you have the internet to look up you would think you would it think be the hardest time to scam there are people who are, have been scanning, scamming, and and they're like, "Man, I can get a, a Netflix series out of this. Let me keep doing it." <laughs> I think like, I, you think people are more gullible nowadays. I would like to say no, but like, she scammed all of New York. I don't know, Tone. I don't know. Uh, I have a harder time figuring out what's real and fake, but not at those love. Not not with those stakes. What I have trouble figuring out is like. Uh, is a is a video that goes viral because something embarrassing or bad happens done on purpose because viral is viral and people don't care if it's good or bad. But I never I don't think I have a hard time figuring out like, you know, whether people around me are are real or not. I think I don't think I just go around getting tricked, but maybe I do. That'd be part of it. I wouldn't know. That'd be I part don't, of it. So I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if people are more gullible or people want to feel like they're good people so they ignore red flags to try and be a good person because there's something on the inside that they don't think that they're a good person or they like you get what I'm saying like the need for me to be viewed as a good person I will go to these lengths to seem like a good person despite the many red flags i think maybe more so there's some desperation for fame and money and companionship and people are willing to suspend disbelief to get something that they want i think people are more gullible and while you guys are saying it i i figured out why we're we're in this the the information age, this the the social media era, and how often we do we see people get not double check, not search to, to confirm, fact check, oh like fake uh, like fake Woj account or something. It like happens that. Yeah. all the time, and so now I, I just yeah. think we're yeah, you're right. People weren't doing the research to find out if a trade is true. No, they're not going to do this, the, the research to find out if this dude is actually the son of some diamond dealer, billionaire. Um, it seems simple because we have everything at our fingertips. And all you have to do is Google the name of the, the billionaire diamond owner and what the name of his kids are. You can find it like that stuff is going to come up. You can find right. out what people make, what any athlete makes, which is crazy, but you can't take the. 30 seconds to find out if the person that you're gonna go to dinner with that you've never met and gonna get on a private jet with the first time you met them is legitimate or not. 
I think they will. I think like the women in the Tinder swindler, I have to pause every time so I can pronounce it correctly. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, when they, they did Google him, at least the first woman Googled him. And I, I think the second woman did the one who was just his friend. She said, um, and they just didn't go very far on it. And you would, of course you would, you're a reporter. Correct. And so would I, like you have this innate skepticism about everything. They would, the, uh, the saying is if your mom tells you she loves you, check it with a second source. Um, so we would definitely be digging much further into that. But if these people Google diamond LLD or whatever it was, or Google the guy's name and it comes up as the same as this Israeli billionaire who he's not related to whatsoever. You know, I, I can see that them thinking, okay, well, I've vetted this. The average person, you, you can't wrap your head around that because you have spent your entire life, every single person I write about, I better Google everything about them and go deep into the internet to make sure I really know what I'm talking about before I put more information out into the world. But for a lot of people, I, th I think the Google search that the first woman did in Tinder Swindler was like probably pretty normal as far as what people do. I'm curious, Tony, why you think we're so fascinated by this. Like, I am not dating. I am not on a dating app. I would probably never have anything like this happen to me. Why? Why did? It, why do I watch this for two hours? Like, why I is think, everybody consumed by this? I think it's the ridiculousness of yes. it all. Like the magnitude. Like, if this was just some dude that was lit, like was conning, you know, women just to bum off their couch you know, or something like that. Like nobody would, you know, really care. That happens all the time. <laughs> uh, but a lot of people getting scammed like that out here. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people giving up they, uh, they, they tax returns for love mm -hmm. <laughs> out here. Honestly. Um, but it was the, it, to the extent of it where this dude is living an exclusive billionaire lifestyle off the backs of normal everyday people. Uh, and you want to know is how and why like how can this guy survive doing that for as long as he had um yep. and how come none of the people realized it and i think that's the interesting part that's why it's trending it's still trending on netflix mm -hmm. as, a, as a top 10 you know watch is because people are they're interested into just the magnitude of the ridiculousness and just how can someone be that gullible Mm -hmm. um to that to that extent we might as well do love is blind right here yeah, yeah go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> i'm about to say go ahead and uh so we received the text <laughs> a very excited text and we received text messages from tony a lot the, the problem is he doesn't always give context he'll just be like wow i can't believe this and then just drop a link in there <laughs> and so I can't explain. I gotta, I gotta, work, I gotta figure out which thing you're talking about. Right? Was, no, I'm just letting people know this is the this is the text yeah. text messages that we get from Tony. Like, there's no ex, exp, explaining, no explanation. He just texts like, "Wow, I can't believe this is happening," and then drops some mm -hmm. random link mm -hmm. <laughs> that I don't know is vetted or from <laughs> a reliable source. No. Um, but, did we get one about Love Is Blind or is it the did, other thing yeah, that so we he shouldn't talk about? Randomly, okay. he was just like. Oh my God! Y'all need to watch Love Is Blind. It's amazing, or something to that effect. Okay. And I was just like, Tony, right. you well, at least that's a, just a recommendation. The other thing you're talking about is more problematic. Where 
Tony hears like a rumor or sees something on Twitter and then texts it to us like he's working for the Washington Post and has right. solved the mystery with his investigative powers. And then he'll Tony, say like, Tony, how do you know that's say, true? Well, I saw it on Twitter. And you know the streets don't lie. <laughs> like, no, the streets right. lie all the time. Right. Have we learned nothing from Simon and I Anna? Even the streets lie. The, the list of things that he has told us as though they're fact. Oh, my over, God. Over the past year on text. <laughs> and some of them have turned out to be true, but only after actual mm-hmm. investigations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fact checking. All right. Hey, if you shoot but, 50%, you're going, you're going to the Hall of Fame. So. Okay, you're, we're talking about journalism business. You're, you're asking uh, that's, uh, he thinks that he thinks it works. <laughs> he works in media. He shouldn't think this way. <laughs> Just go ahead about Love is Blind, Tony. Right. So this this season, season two of Love is Blind, uh yes. everybody in we have a largely Chicago audience. These are people from Chicago. They film it in Chicago. You see all the Chicago stuff. I saw my job plenty of times, the building plenty of times. Which job? Uh, the, oh, the, the, oh, good point. Um, the NBC one. So okay. all right. <laughs> essentially is, if you haven't seen Love is Blind, it's a reality slash dating show on Netflix where you f- try and fall in love sight unseen, where you go on dates for a month or so uh with people with act without actually seeing what they look like it's just strictly go, the conversation you go into a room and there's like a mm-hmm. uh, a thin uh, uh opaque wall between you and the other person so you can hear mm-hmm. them you can have conversations with them as long and as often as you want but you can't see them at all correct correct before you propose before you, you propose, propose. You yeah. have to propose. It's like mm-hmm. uh, it's like when you go on uh, orbits and they've got the mystery deal, but they're not going to tell you what it is until after you book it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. You have to propose in order to complete and win the show, I guess. No, um, it's. Do you, uh, have you seen the show, Russ, or no? Yeah, have you seen no. it? Do you know that? I know. We, I knew loosely what it was about, okay. but I didn't know. Like, just continue, Tony. All right. So this season uh, is a Chicago centric show. Uh, yes. And the characters on a, a couple of them are really interesting in terms let's get of. To your, let's get to your hot take right away. Let's yeah. just go to the. Let's go to the reading segment here. Oh, okay, cool. And now, Tony Gill reads. What's up, guys? Hello, Tony. So Tony Gill with glasses couldn't make it. Um, he's uh, kind of busy. He's working on another his, podcast. His enemies um, are after him. Yeah, and, his enemies <laughs> and he's hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Tony with glasses Tony's hurt. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so regular Tony Gill is here. What's up, guys? Um, this is from Twitter user at the Tony Gill. I have to say, I am a fan of Love is Blind, too. Hashtag Love is Blind, too. And I have two main thoughts. <laughs> One, Mallory has gaslighted Sal so much. And number two, Shake needs to see a therapist for his underlining self-hate of brown women. Okay. Uh, I assume you're caught up. I assume you've watched every episode. This They put out a new episode of this every week, Russ. You can't binge it all at once, I don't think. You're caught, are you caught up, Tone? Yes. Okay. I have only ever seen the first episode of season two, and mm. I watched it this afternoon mm. because I saw your tweet and wanted to ask you about it. And so I watched the season premiere of this. 
to mm-hmm. find out what's going on. And uh, I wrote down that uh, some of the people are kind of annoying, like mm-hmm. the Shane guy, at least based uh, on the first episode. Yes. And then some of the people are absolutely like insufferable. And one of them I wrote down as on the insufferable list is Shake, at least based oh. on the first episode. <laughs> Not a fan of Shake. Also, Kara and uh, Trisha. I hate Shake. Um, and it, there's a there's a, a small thing that I don't like. That <laughs> losing Russ, on. you got to tell Russ. Who <laughs> I'm listening. Is. I'm listening. Yeah, you got to you got to tell sh- who Russ who Shake is and what his deal is. Russ, he's in every one of the uh, as you kind of think to be able to paint a picture. Tony, here's what put him on my insufferable list. When they're having these conversations, some of them are like, um, "So, what's your relationship with your mom?" Great question. Great question yeah. on a date. It is. Some uh, Shake is in there. Wait a minute. Um, Shake is in there. Like, would right. I be able to lift you? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's like, I mean, like what, could I mean, lift you off the ground? Right. <laughs> let, let, let me jump in here. I think this is a good point for me. Um, I mean, if you haven't seen Shorty, <laughs> you're on a TV show and you're trying to get the entertainment popping. That goes against the entire spirit of the show. <laughs> of the show. <laughs> oh. and, and also human decency. But, right, well, let me jump back out. Totally right. <laughs> so Shake is a is a uh is an Indian man of descent. Okay. Um and yes. for he is his whole thing is he needs to be what he t- terms as has a, uh have an animalistic attraction okay. to whatever person and it's going to come up the more you watch he likes that phrasing of animalistic attraction to okay. whoever he likes so weird I, I don't i don't want to spoil it for for jason but he ends up falling for uh i'm not gonna watch any more of it okay other than he is a falling an, i only wanted to watch one episode <laughs> so i could talk and i had it on in the background and i had mm-hmm. it on you can put netflix now on like uh speed it up like the way you listen yeah. to podcasts oh really yeah yeah yeah, so I had it on like one and a quarter speed. I just needed to get through an episode so that I could hang in this conversation at least a little. So please spoil away. So because because the first episode, the episode I watched for us mm-hmm. probably came out like three months ago. Uh, okay, because I think it comes out once a week, and they're like ten episodes in. Go ahead, Tom. But uh, Shake is all about physical attraction, which isn't, which isn't too bad, right? I mean, the whole point to of- only white women. He says right. in the but first episode. The only thing is yeah. to only white women. Right. So he meets a, a charming uh, woman, mm-hmm. also of Indian descent, in mm-hmm. the first episode, and as soon as he finds that out, he's out. So, but spoiler alert: he ends up with her. They end up having oh. an emotional connection. He ends up proposing. Oh, how about that? To her, her name is uh, Deepthi. Um, very, very beautiful woman, but he can't get there with her physically, and I'm like, dude. Like you need to see, uh, he needs to see a. Ther- he refuses to engage with her physically, um, because he, it's this thing that he just he doesn't find her that attractive, and I'm like, what? And it's it's got to be only because of his self hate <laughs> for some reason, his self hate of other brown women, and it's annoying to me that it's to this level. Here he has this wonderful seemingly wonderful person she's also uh very attractive and he's like eh, i'm just not eh, get, get away from me and i'm like that's that felt gross watching him just openly say hey i'm i just gotta push through it like i, I know she's good for me she's a great human being i just gotta find a way to get around that i'm not that physically attracted to her and i was like oh dude I- I feel like nine out of 10 people would agree that this woman is attractive. Yes. 
Yes, I did. Which is like, there's has to be some. He need. He shouldn't have been on that show. Name? Because I'm not gonna watch these episodes, Tony. But I'm. I can confirm <laughs> if she's fine or not. Yeah, is uh, deep. deep. That's good. That's good. This is something we should do. This is something we need. This is a new segment. Russ will confirm whether or not someone is fine. Yeah. Hey, man, I can do that. Yeah. Sounds very objectifying. Mm -hmm. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Deep D. D E E. D E E P T I. Okay. V E M P A T I, Russ. Uh, Tony, I was, I, while Russ searches for that and, you know, gives us the inevitable confirmation, I expect. I watching just this first episode. There was there's this guy Shane, mm -hmm. and he seems like they're going to drag out this interesting decision that he has. He has mm -hmm. to choose between this the smart woman, who it seems like Natalie. Mm -hmm. You know, you know all these people. I don't have to tell yes. you any. Yeah, you're into this, mm -hmm. huh? Okay. And uh, this woman who says that she wants to have sex in a bathroom or something. I think named Shana. <laughs> Yeah, um, that ends that ends up turning out very funny as well because well he screws uh, that up in the first episode. Yeah, what, hap what happens after that? Because he because he, he starts talking to who he thinks is Shayna, but it turns out it's Natalie. Natalie, she's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Shane confuses the two women and mm. thinks he's talking to Shayna, but actually is talking to Natalie and having this deep connection with Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> So in the end, he, he walks into this room where uh, I assume you're going to tell a different part. Sorry, Tony. I don't mean to keep jumping in and spoiling. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I'm, I mean, I'm going to spoil it, you know, eventually, <laughs> eventually anyway. But then it comes down to proposing time. He's thinking he's proposing to Shada where he's actually proposing to Natalie because he can't she kept talking to him after that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Russ, he's having conversations in the first episode with these two women, and the one is like a very serious person. The other one didn't seem to me like that serious. Uh, just mostly talked about sex the whole time, which definitely had Shane's interest. Mm -hmm. And so he comes into what he's thinking is talking to the one woman, but instead he's talking to Natalie, and he starts the conversation with, so what are you wearing over there? And she immediately is like, whoa, this isn't the kind of conversations we've been having. And it breaks. And he's just like, oh, <clears throat> he knows he messed up right away. <laughs> so, I mean, Russ, the, the show, it, I mean, if they're actors, I mean, fine. They're very. That's the thing. You never engaged, know, man. Right? You never you know never what's know, real. Right. You never know. Um, but from what it seems like in, you know, from last season, they aren't actors. These are actually legit people from the city that they're covering trying to find love and, and, and how awkward it is to rush to get married after not seeing a person mm. and, and finding out who they are is, is a very intriguing concept. And I think if you haven't watched it, I think you should watch it. It's very, very interesting, especially season two, because it's Chicago centric. <laughs> I didn't hate it, Russ. I, I watched the one episode. I didn't hate it. I don't know if I'm going to go watch it again, but it, yeah, it, it, it was like, intriguing. I don't, I'm not a bachelor guy. Never have been. I'm not a bachelorette guy. I've never like, seen those shows. I can't. I can't get into stuff like that. And then the fact that they don't even see each other. Mm -hmm. Because it's like the whole point, right? Is the whole like when you date somebody, it's like, oh, they're a good person. Like you're supposed to talk about how they look physically last mm -hmm. essentially but in this but the show is a bit hypocritical because you know all these people have 
you know, are built or, you know, have excellent face structure, the, the typical norms of what we deem as beautiful, they still round those people out there instead of having an actual sample size of people that look differently, that are sized differently to actually see love is blind. These people are typically in the range of what we deem as, as beautiful or successful uh, once they go home and you see where they live and stuff like that. So that's the only, that's my only gripe with the show. But other than that, it's a pretty decent look. Uh, from season one, Russ, it says on Wikipedia, they had six couples get engaged and two got married and are still together as of February, 2022. The other four Russ, are not. Russ, what's your, uh, uh, your Dad, final we... decision on deep D? This is not a final decision on whether this person is attracted. This is just Russ's opinion on whether he'd be attracted to her. And he's frozen. All right, we lost Russ. So, <laughs> so he must he must have really liked her. Uh, Tony, I, I watched this thing, and I think it's I, – I also kind of the whole time feel like it's a put-on, like it's fake. Because I think yeah. all these people mm-hmm. – like, I can believe there's some – realness to it but i'm imagining on a reality show there's a lot of coaching up mm-hmm. there's a lot of like hey you're going into this you know you gotta you gotta act like you actually are desperate you don't sign up for some one of these shows if you're mm-hmm. like well i'd never uh propose or get engaged to someone that i hadn't actually seen or had only known for a few days and had some conversations through a wall with mm-hmm. so you have to like kind of if you're going to be on the show you kind of have to buy into that and go all in and mm-hmm. you know sit, you know kind of push reality like the stuff Russ is saying, put kind of push that aside and be like, okay, I'm going into the, like I'm playing the game. This is how the game works. I got to pick someone. I got to propose to them. This is how it's not real. Yeah. I mean, my my whole thing is like, if, even if the whole point of it is to get married within a month or a month and a half, that's the, to complete the full thing. I'm like, all you got to do is text one, one another and say, Hey, I don't feel comfortable marrying you, but I would love to continue to date you. And then they just go meet up after the show has, has recorded and date some more. Like that's all they have to do in theory. So you got to suspend some reality to actually fully enjoy the show. But the whole time I'm watching the show, I'm like, how would Russ do in this show? Mm, That's a, that's a bad idea, Tony. Um, First of all, (laughs) Russ wouldn't go on the show. Second of all, yeah, you would. It's, it's no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. How are you gaming it? It's a game, and everybody knows it's a game. No, I'm not going on there, bro. <laughs> you would do well on there because you have a great voice, and that's like the, <laughs> that's all they know from the beginning. And you can speak Spanish. True. Yeah, Thank that's you. true. I appreciate. See, yeah. then when my guy is supposed to like boost yeah. me up instead yeah. of what I would usually do, like I don't know yeah. how to feel right now. And oh, you're great bro. at lying to women. Wow. Oh. Wow. That is not true. That's a compliment. Listeners out there, that, I don't know where that came from. It's a good skill for the show. Jeez. Yo, go back on leave. Oh my God. Oh where did that come from? You know what's effed up about Jason saying that? Jason know how well I, I be treating the ladies in, in the streets. And it is not what he just said. That was purely for content. Wow. Oh my God. I don't even know what to say. This is an advocate of being truthful and honest with women. Oh my gosh. Tony, I wouldn't do well on that show. One, I wouldn't go on there because I don't 
I'm not in the business of putting my my business in the streets like that. It's Jason. not real, Russ. It's a it game. doesn't matter, it's Jason. It's like if I said, Russ, do you want to play Monopoly? Like it's not real. No, Jason. No, it's not. It's not even close to being the same. Everybody knows it's a game. I mean, two people ended up, two couples ended up actually staying together and being married till now. From I am not right? going on a, a a Netflix show that's watched worldwide mm-hmm. to say that I'm going to find the love of my life and get married in 30 days. TMZ is going to pull up this clip when you sign up for season three. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, they don't have a bag big enough to afford me. I can tell you that right now. Uh, Netflix, have you seen what they paid Chappelle and others? Like, I think they do. You see what they, they pay money? Read up on, on this is going to be like the Tony game where I'm like, hey, Tony, what's the least amount of money I could get you to lure an Af- uh, 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 a crocodile out of a river? <laughs> and uh, now it's going to be like, Russ, what's the least amount I could pay you to get you to do Throw this out there. season three? You, we're about to find out right now. <laughs> we'll work our way down. Uh, uh, you, so, were supposed to, you were supposed to give us your uh, your final thoughts on, on Deep D and Shake. Yeah. All right, uh, so dismissing uh, her physically. Deep D is very, very cute. Um, the dude, he like just he just like a regular dude. So mm-hmm. um I he uh, doesn't think so. From episode one, yeah, I could tell, he, I could tell was, by the jacket he, he had on his pictures. Else. Yeah. I think he, <laughs> he thinks he's like really? a GQ model. Um Shaw Shana. Mm-hmm. That sucks for the the other dude that didn't didn't know that he was talking to her because she's fine and uh the Natalie she's she's cute too. So what, spoiler alert: Shane gets with Natalie and they seem like they're in a happy relationship. Oh, good for them. Uh, Shana gets with an atheist, um, and she uh tries to deny him the entire time, uh, and then eventually breaks up with him because her faith matters so much to him. But then in the meantime, tries to break up Natalie and Shane. Oh, so, so she can get with Shane. So she can get with Shane. All right, all right. Are, wait, Tony, are you really? Wait a minute. I, I have this question: Go. Who decided in your household between you and your oh, wife obviously. to be that you're going to watch this? No, I want to give. Oh no, this is this is a this is a group rapper. I got interested in Love Is Blind because I saw the recap of season one. I didn't even had no connection to. She wanted to check out because she had already seen season one. She wanted to watch the the recap. And I was like, all right, sure. This seems like a, you know, interesting concept for, for a dating show and a new spin on the reality TV scene. So I was like, I'll give it a check out. And I was like on the edge of my seat with the tension that's going on. So you, so were, I was like actually entertained by this. Yeah. It, it's entertaining. It's very, very entertaining. I would, I'm telling you, Russ, if I wasn't introduced to it by my girlfriend or my fiance now, I probably would have just scoped it out and watched it just on my own. It's that entertaining. One thing I thought was weird and uh, this just general, like genuinely felt strange watching it is the way that they get together. The guy has to propose. So the women have to just kind of like wait and see what happens. And I, I didn't like in terms of fairness and in terms of kind of like the show would be better. I was, I'm surprised they didn't let, it go either way like either side could what, what's the deal think, with that tone did they ever explain that no i just think but maybe by the numbers and again i don't have these numbers but maybe the thought is a woman most likely wouldn't do wouldn't do it would never propose to a man i don't know of any women that would do it my fiance said she would have never done it if i was just kind of lingering around and hold on she would have never done it um 
But I don't, I don't know. Would 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 Ashley have proposed to you, Jason? No, no, no. So I think they just kind of assume that women, most women, wouldn't want to be proposed to or want to propose. It was almost as good as my favorite dating show of all time, Flavor of Love. Oh man, I love Flavor of Love. This man, Jason. Flavor Love was must-see TV. What did they come on? Every every Monday? Somebody Flavor of Love. Flavor of Love was a, a that was solid. That was entertain that was entertaining TV. Ah. <laughs> uh, remember when that lady pooped on the floor? That's, that's what I just said. <laughs> you you can't today like I it was it's the it's the staple. It started all reality TV dating. Love I, I don't know if that's true. Now, as entertaining as Flavor of Love, because I, I I watch Flavor of Love, so I know what the bar is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm the surprised either of you have watched that. I'm surprised either of you have seen that because that's way back. That's like that early or mid mid two thousands, isn't yeah. it? I was like fifth, sixth grade, fourth, fifth grade when uh, Flavor okay, of Love right. came out. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was sentient. Okay. That was that was a family I'm sentient. Uh, that was that was that was a family, family television program right there. Man. That was definitely not a family show. But <laughs> everybody just get, you just had everyone gather around, turn the fireplace on, get some popcorn, and watch Flavor of Love. I have a hard time believing in the Gill household. They were just watching Flavor of Love as a family. <laughs> Flavor of Love was dope, man. Can I say one thing before we uh we get off of Love Is Blind? Yes. If you're somebody out there and you are currently or have been interested in Russ Dorsey, the statement made by Jason Lee <laughs> <laughs> can be an opinion alone and do not just represent the compliment. of Russell Dorsey. So the conversation about uh, Love is Blind and uh, Tindler Swindler and yes. becoming Anna, that got you thinking about soulmates, huh? All right. <laughs> you didn't let me get there, but yes. And, and so... Tony has just fallen in love with his lovely fiance. Of course. He's madly in love with. Mm-hmm. Jason, you've been married for what you call like 50 years, but it's actually more. It's 16. Yes. 16. Yes. Correct. 16 years with your lovely wife, Ashley. 16 um, years of getting hot and heavy. All right. That's <laughs> <laughs> you. You on one today. I see what type of time it is with Jason. <laughs> That's why I think this is a great topic. But it got me thinking. I'm like, I wonder if my guys think that the love of their life was their only soulmate, right? Because some people have the belief that you there's one person in the world made for you. Or the other side of that coin is there are multiple people in the world with similar attributes and characteristics that would blend with yours. And just when you find that person in your life, that person would then ultimately be your soulmate. So I, I pose the question to you guys. Do you think you have one soulmate in the world or multiple? I have I uh, immediately identified this question as a trap, and my mm-hmm. answer is pass. <laughs> nah, 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 what do you want me to say? Yeah, Russ, you know what? There's, uh, there's probably thousands of women out there be just as happy with. Just as happy. I mean, Ashley's great, but there's like there's a million of her out there. <laughs> I've, you know what? I'll, what I'll, 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 step, I'll step out. Yeah, come on, Tony. Come on, Tony. Because <laughs> I've actually had this question too, and I've actually discussed this with uh, 
with my said fiance Stephanie, um, just how interesting how things end up, you know, working out. And I've always thought about like, you know, they say the person, you know, the the saying goes, the person that you're gonna meet, you've already had as a, like as an adult before you get married to them, you've already met them or had some type of interaction with them at one point or another as mundane it may be that is absolutely true for me because i met stephanie and we were friends when i was a kid freshman in high school um and ended up working out but you know same thing with my with my siblings both of their wives or wives to be with in terms of my other brother they had prior meetings with them in younger childhood um but is that a matter of just you always being in the same area for the majority of your life? Like who's to say that there isn't another person that you connect with on the other side of the world, you know, that, you know, may not speak the same language as you, but has the same sense of humor, the same thought patterns, like all of that is like a, a huge question. But in, in the end, I think I tend to, believe that for me if you have the desire to you know to be with someone to actually have a connection with one other person i believe god has that person for you if you really truly want that and he will present them or he will open up your eyes to that person and it's your it then it's up to you to actually take that leap and 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 actually engage with that person and take that leap of faith with that person. So um I do believe in I don't know if I'm gonna call it soulmates, like uh I don't know. I I just think that there is a person that completes you, uh, and if you're willing to put in the work that it's a long lasting one. I do actually believe what he said. I do. I think he's. I think he said it very well. Yeah, I think there you. were too many bizarre and unpredictable and uh, unexplainable things that happened for my wife and I to get together, and I don't think it would have happened any other way. What do you think, Russ? I used to think there was one person in the world for you, right? That like there was one person designed specifically for Russell Dorsey. Mm -hmm. But the older I got. The more I was just like, the chances of that, like you're because of how timing works, and when you come across people in life, just naturally, you could. <laughs> that means I have one shot to meet my soulmate, and if I don't meet them, sorry, buddy, you're gonna yeah. be alone. Like, and what I, if I they're on season three of Love Is Blind and you've turned down the offer to appear on it? Well, I just turned it that. down. Man. See think about that. I just turned it. <laughs> <laughs> just turned it down. Just turned down happiness is what you turned down. I I guess so, right? But then the older I got, I'm just like, nah, man. I, I think there are a lot of people that, you know, have a personality and are a person that would fit with me and who I am. And I don't just think it's just one person. Like, there are probably thousands, there are billions of people in the world, billions of women around the world. But in the idea of that there's just one that fits who I am, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, like, like if you believe that every person in the world is different, mm -hmm. then it does make sense because it's like, 
all of them are built differently or do different things as much as the human being is simple there are also complexities to uh to the individual that makes them the specific individual that they are like twins aren't the same they look the same but they are different people so Mm -hmm. in that notion um yeah a couple or a thousand people may have the general stuff that you may deem as a person that fits with me but they are all in their own specific uh people and individuals and one may stick out more than the rest of them um because of something in that is specific to them that you find attractive that you uh, vibe with that you connect with um but again like you can people can make things work it's just how enjoyable do you want that connection to be if you are actually trying to find the person that is supposed to be for you i guess interesting I would I argue just, that I would right. argue that that I have more information than either of you guys, and I don't say that condescendingly. I say that as someone that's older oh, yeah, that's and been married longer, I yeah. would say that I I thought that was true, and now I have like sixteen years of confirmation that would tell me that that's more true than I ever would have realized. Because the relationship doesn't get necessarily easier after mm-hmm. sixteen years; it gets more complicated. Not not better or worse, although it may be better if you work through those things, maybe stronger. But it certainly you get into different layers and levels and complicated uh, dynamics to your relationship. And I would say that even through all that, it, it couldn't be clearer to me that the pieces fit perfectly. I'm, I'm going to say this, like, I, I'm glad that you and Ashley are together and I'm glad like you have a beautiful family. Clearly, it's worked out. Thanks, Russ. My, my, my point <laughs> is, let's say I don't how do I say this and not sound terrible. Let's say you married somebody else 16 years ago Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because of who you are. That doesn't mean that you and woman X would just have this terrible marriage. You know what I'm saying? I think it wouldn't have worked out. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Like it's again, it's something that you would never know. Right. Because you know it's a it's a it's life you know it's not a Mad Lib you can't erase you know the answers and go back and you know have a read right. uh, you know life it is what it is, uh, but it's hard to explain and it's so cliche. Is when you know you know, and then it's up to you to capitalize on once you know, and it, again it's super cliche. There's no math to it. There is no science, exact exact science to any of this. Uh, and Jason would definitely be more, uh, <laughs> would know more than I would. Uh, but, you know, just speaking from my personal experience, that if you know and it's presented to you, and it's at that point is your cho- choice to actually pursue it. And if you think that there's something that this person isn't for you and then there's something better out there for you, then that's that's your choice. Nobody's going to force a person to, you know, be with anybody. Um, so it's it's again, it's it's super cliche. And I hate that I'm saying it because I hate cliches, but it's truly once, you know, you know, and it's not what you think. You say, oh, man, I think this is it or. 
you feel it that this is this is the person. If if you're if you're in that mindset, if you're not in that mindset, that person have may have come and gone, and you have never even thought about it because you're not in that mindset yet. But once you're in that mindset of all right, I need I would like to have one person now, and then you just sit in 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 the the stillness of it and actually pay attention to what's going on and date um, with that in mind. I think it things tend to work out. But again, that's all. It's, it's not an exact science. When Flavor Flav got together with Hoops, Hoops yeah. at the end of season one, she's the only one it could have been, Russ. Only one. Oh, oh, I know. I know. I was a big Hoops fan. Hoops. You didn't like New York? No, you don't You don't say it like that, Jason. It's, it's with hoops. a Z. It was Hoops with a Z. I thought Hoops was one of the finest women I had ever seen in my life. <laughs> as a young boy <laughs> yeah he I, you can tell me that she was not the one our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too that's the beauty of noom they build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions medical issues and other personal needs so your plan works for you Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. Russ, the sports story of the week is Michigan coach Juwan Howard, longtime NBA player, uh, slapping at, swinging at. I don't know what you want to call it. I'm calling it a punch. Muff or mush. Yeah, mush at or a muff, uh, yes. at Wisconsin. Well, those are all. I don't. I don't know those words. Mush or muff? Huh? That's like a word for slap. It's or is, wasn't, it some, is this not a when slap? You, is, when you get when you kinda, get your face pushed in, it's a, okay, a muff right. or or a mush. Okay. Uh, he did what he muffed or mushed at uh, Joe Krabenhoff, an assistant coach for Wisconsin. After, uh, uh, would you call it altercation? Sounds like such a strong word for what happened at first between Juwan Howard and Greg Gord, the Wisconsin head coach. But basically, Juwan Howard was upset about Wisconsin calling timeouts up 15 with 15 seconds left. And he, uh, I don't know if you've seen the video, there's some cleaned up video where you can hear the original exchange between the two head coaches. And Juwan Howard says, I'm going to remember. And then Greg Gord goes, whoa, and grabs him by the arm. And then things really break bad because it would have just ended at Howard's comment. But once Greg Gord grabbed him by the arm, 
And I don't, I don't necessarily think he was doing it in a malicious way, more in like, a, hey, let's talk about this or whatever. I don't know. I don't know these two guys or what their dynamic is. That's when it broke bad. And Juwan Howard said, don't touch me. And things just really kind of mushroomed from there to the point where he uh, ends up hitting Joe Kravenhoft. The Both teams turn, in, turn it into a, a full-on brawl involving players. Juwan Howard, in the end, suspended five games. That's the end of the regular season and fined. Forty thousand dollars. There's a lot going on here, man. Yeah, one. I thought the the suspension was, you know, fair. You can't hit people, mush people, muff people. Um, as a the head coach of a team, I will also say, stop touching people. Everybody like hey, people these, you don't know. People that you don't you don't know, especially in the heat of the moment. Don't put your hands on people. I Juwan think Howard, if you and I are upset at each other. And I kind of put my hand on your arm like you, you, we know each other, like, you know, that's coming from like a, a, a good place or a friendly right. place. Like I don't, they don't seem to have that relationship. No. So like there's so many different times where people touch people and, and then things escalate to a level yeah. like this. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think the, a lot of the things that came after like, Oh my God, he should be fired. Um, that that was a like come on dog like nobody was bleeding didn't you didn't you think that was possible i'm no. not saying that would be the right thing but you didn't didn't you think like that that might happen i know what coaches used to do to bring in recruits and did not get fired so i, I didn't think that was fire a fireable offense i didn't think it was either but you never know where things will go once they start meeting with the board of regents or whatever it is you know I, I agree with you. I think that I think the I think the discipline is fair in this case, mm-hmm. and I think the discipline that the Big Ten opted for of five games is fair. I did wonder from the beginning, like you can't hit people, you cannot mm-hmm. muff people, mush Correct. people, whatever the mm-hmm. other words. You, can, you just can't. You can't do that, uh, especially when you're a coach, especially in your position of leadership. You cannot do that. So that's wrong. Let me just say that on the front end, perfectly clear. But I did immediately wonder what preceded that. What put Jawan Howard, who I, I covered when he was assistant coach with the Heat. Jawan Howard is uh, uh, an adult. He's almost mm-hmm. 50 years old. Mm-hmm. He's calm, rational. He's been in coaching for 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Like Jawan Howard is pretty composed. Something happened that led to that. And it's not just the timeout. And now when we see the cleaned up video where you can hear the audio clearly, that then it, it, I'm not saying this justifies what he did at all. But you can see the path that got us to that point. We had uh, Frank Martin, head coach at South Carolina, on the show a couple of days ago. And, and on not this podcast, but like on my daily show. And he Pride said that. Yeah, he said like he's. He didn't want to judge Juwan in the worst moment, uh, his worst moment. And that one, Jawan is one of the nicest human beings that he's ever met, does not change the fact that you can't compose yourself in that way. But at the same time, to judge him on that one moment where a lot of things are transpiring, that's not fair to to the person. But look, as, yes, you have to hold Jawan accountable, which is why he's suspended for the rest of the season and has the the $40,000 fine, but regular season, that's a regular season. Yes. Yes. Cause he's going to be able to return for the, yeah. the big 10, cha- uh, big 10 tournament. I think that, but, that it gets put as uh the headline is suspended for the rest of the season. And it's really just correct. like, 
it just is, it, yeah. it's just coincidental that the five game suspension would get him would carry out through the end of the regular season. He'll still coach the tournament. I got a lot of thoughts on this. Please do. Uh, Let's go. Because it's such a, uh, and I think this is a, a great example of why nuances should needs to be uh, involved when you're having these conversations because there's so many layers, right? You're talking about a black coach mm-hmm. at a prestigious, well, I could say words, prestigious school. <laughs> um, <laughs> not acting responsibly um, and not setting a good example yeah. for uh, his players. Um, so I think one, don't put your hands on people. They shouldn't have put their hands on him or held him uh, in terms of trying to talk to him once you notice how angry he is. Uh, and he should not have reached over to grab or mush that assistant's face. Um, that That's the obvious conversation, right? He shouldn't have done that. that. That's the easy one, right? All right, what's below that? What led to it? Ego, right? At the end of a, a decided game, Juwan decides to press in a decided game. So the Wisconsin coach decides to call a timeout. Because why? Because you're pressing my players. My He's got players his backups are not, in there too. They're not the really the most equipped the, to handle right, this. Right. He has the walk-ons in the game. I'm going to call a timeout to prepare them for this situation that you decide to put a, put us in. Juwan gets mad at him calling a timeout in a decided game. Well, why are you pressing, trying to force turnovers in a decided game? So the whole thing is is ego, right? Where Juwan, and he's a repeat offender. This is the second time that he's going after another head coach. Now, he's not going after a student. He's going after another grown man. Right? Maryland that, coach. Right. That's, that's, let's set that right. That That's a difference. If he was going after a kid, this is this is entirely different. He's going after another right. adult in this situation who is his, uh, what would you say? He's not his colleague because he doesn't work. He's equal. Him, right? he's, he's equal. equal. Right. He's on equal. his level. Yeah. Um, but he's also a high head. So I thought I wouldn't have been mad if they suspended him for the remainder of the year. Honestly, I would have been okay with that. I didn't think he was fireable, but I, if he, this is the second time he has gotten to it on his own accord with another coach. Um, but also the narrative that was out there that, oh, he should be fired. He's a disgrace that I've seen, you know, locally from people that I know personally. I don't think it was that to that level. No. Right. But here, the the next layer and the last layer and uh, that I want to get to is the belief that this is still amateurism around it, that this isn't a possibility or shouldn't be a possibility in the hyper-competitive environment of Division One sports was ridiculous to me. Um, what do you mean exactly? What do you what? Uh, what's, the one, ar- what's the argument that you're butting against here? The handshake line. Oh, right. Tom Izzo saying right. Tom Izzo. Okay, yeah. that the you handshake know, line is right. Yeah, uh, Tom. That, it, Tom Izzo was. <laughs> so it's it, it, uh, the just the cl- the pearl clutching when people are seeing this, saying this is a shame and stuff like that, which yeah. is bad. But also, this is a hyper, hyper competitive environment. Mm-hmm. Like, if he has two losing seasons in a row, he may be fired. Part yeah. of why he's keeping his job is because he's been winning, I think. Right. 
I think if he if he had had a kind of a mixed record win loss wise and recruiting wise, this might have been the escape hatch to fire him. This doesn't surprise me. Stuff boiling over in this sport. It's a professional sport. I don't care what anybody says to me about college sports. This is Division One basketball is a professional sport. There's a lot of big money involved. So just the the competitiveness, the egos that's involved in this, how it went about. There's a there's a lot of different layers that boiled up into what it was. Um, and there's not a lot of conversation involving all those aspects. I, I I'm with you, Tony, and and I think for me. I don't – you had people say, do you eliminate the handshake line? For me, I'm just like, cool, because I think it's fake sportsmanship anyway. And I would much rather see something like the NFL or NBA does where coaches can shake hands. If I see somebody that I know on the other team that maybe I work out with, I've known for a long time, I respect their game, I can go say, what's up? And then or even if, even if you had an incident with somebody in a game, that might be a time you choose to straighten it up. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, but it's like authentic. The, I just think the uh this is not our kids in Little League because I do think in those developmental years it is important to say, Hey, you lost, take right. it on the chin, say good game. But as an adult where my livelihood is on the line type of things, um, I'm getting paid now and I yell deals, our coach makes four million dollars, the little league coach who's not making anything, like this is not that anymore it's gone to a different level. And so yeah. to portray it as, well, these are kids and, you know, they have to stop. Tom Izzo, stop it. One part of this, Russ, that, that didn't make sense to me at all was the Big Ten suspending two players for Michigan and one player for Wisconsin, one game each for their involvement in this. Once the coaches or either co- – once a coach starts a fight, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Like, what are we doing? I mean, this reminded me of uh, on a on a different level of – Matt Nagy getting his uh, unsportsmanlike conduct or whatever he got in the Vikings game. And then later in the game, Tevin Jenkins gets one. And Matt Nagy wants to talk to him. Like, what are you going to say to him? You've already opened the door if you're Matt Nagy or Juwan Howard to like, hey, anything goes. I'm not staying composed. You don't have to either. So I don't don't really feel like any of these players should have been suspended for this. I a thousand percent agree. Because it's it's the once the coach has opened up that door, now you're putting your players in a who's supposed to be fighting for you, who's supposed to be playing hard for you, who's supposed to be representatives of you. Once you set the standard of what what you expect with your actions, right? It's not like he told them to interact, but with his actions and his deeds, he's showing them this is a, this is okay, this is allowable from you. They're gonna play. For their coach, in a sense. They're going to do what their coach is doing. Russ, are you familiar with the Chicago Blackhawks? I am. Chicago Blackhawks, still effing up. They always find a way. That should be their motto lately. They always find a way. Uh, They cut ties with Bobby Hall, one of their longtime stars of the franchise team ambassadors. That's a good move. That's something they should have done a long time ago. Late, right. of course, on everything, as they have been lately. Uh, but they cut ties with him in a way that is uh, that they described as uh, something they jointly agreed about and did not make clear at all the reasons why they're uh, parting with him, which, again, are all the reasons why they should have done this years ago. 
and uh, the statue still stays up. I th- they should let him keep it or put it in the basement or something. Send it to him. Yes. Yeah. But this this follows a pattern for me of them really only this makes it look like they only want to look like doing the right things, not necessarily do the right things. This follows like a straight line for me from Rocky Wirtz in the press conference uh, shooting down questions about how they're going to handle things going forward because they don't want to talk about the past. They don't want to acknowledge the there. You can't move forward unless you're really honest about what's going on. I think that's the way that's step one toward moving forward is coming clean and being like, Hey, not, let's not put out. We jointly agreed or whatever with Bobby Hall. We fired Bobby Hall. Longtime team star number retired statue outside. We fired him because we can't stand for some of these things. Uh, right. Bobby Hall was convicted in 1987 of assaulting a cop. 1987, Russ. They had a lot of time. Now, uh, assaulting a cop who intervened in a dispute between him and his wife. Uh, one of his ex-wives alleged that he hit her in the head with a steel-heeled shoe and held her over a balcony in a threatening way. Uh, a Russian publication in the late 90s quoted him praising Hitler, although right. Hall denies saying that and actually sued the publication. So I don't necessarily know. What went on there? Um, they they had a lot of reasons that they should have cut ties with him, and they should have made it clear as they continue to not do. They're not making it clear enough what they're right. how they're trying to move forward. I think uh, you have Danny Wirtz, who's taken over the day to day operations uh, from his dad Rocky and, and Jamie Faulkner over there now, yeah. and those are like the three people in charge right now. They, uh, but mostly Danny and, and Jamie, like they've attempted to try to make good on revamping the organization. There's been a lot of bad that's happened to the Blackhawks over the last yeah. 24, 36 months. They've tried to usher in a new era, mm-hmm. but you still have some of this old era Blackhawks stuff that's dragging behind it. I know uh, there were reports out there this actually happened in November and it's just coming out now. But Is it, yeah, just hide it. And that's what it feels like. Even if it's not, yeah. it feels like that. Let's just kind of sweep this out and hope nobody right. notices and then right. we don't get asked about it. When you're honest about it and you say, hey, we are no longer, Bobby Hull's no longer going to be ambassador. This is why. And we won't be taking, even if you don't take questions on it, just say, hey, these are the reasons we're doing it. Yeah. Be really um, clear. But be clear yeah, about, have be to clear be about clear. what's important here. I think that's the problem. It's not that I need them to, uh, take a blowtorch to Bobby Hall for some reason right. uh, cuz he deserves it or whatever it's not even about that it's about from the standpoint of the Blackhawks trying to move forward be really clear about what matters to the Chicago Blackhawks right now and you bring up an interesting point with Rocky Wirtz and Danny Wirtz because i think back now to that town hall where Mark Lazarus of the Athletic and Phil Thompson of the Chicago Tribune were pressing them Mark was asking first you know, what steps have you put in place to prevent something like the Kyle Beach situation from ever happening again? And Danny tried to answer. Yeah. And his and dad was going to put in and, and Danny even like made, I think if I remember this right, like kind of made a second attempt yeah, almost yeah. like to say, no, 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 dad, I got it. I'll answer this. Yeah. And got trampled by Rocky right. Hurts. And you have the horrible, you know, scene that unfolded from there where they again look like. Uh, they just don't want to acknowledge any of this. They don't want to be honest about it. And, it, and that's that's essential to winning back anybody's trust is being honest about what's already happened and what you're going to do to prevent it. 
I just think it's funny that uh, the uh, <laughs> the organization with uh, an Indian head is uh, trying to clean up his <laughs> act. It just kind of it's it's a bit visually hypocritical uh, for that for, for that still to be a, to be a thing. Like they're trying to clean up all the stuff, and ah, there it is, cartoonish Indian head. There we go. Yeah, their logo is an issue, but that I, yes, that that's a separate issue for now, though. I mean, they they've got major internal corporate culture problems that they got to deal with. They're having yeah, yeah, what, to put out yeah. What I I think the 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 connecting point what I was trying to say is um, how they're viewing their organization as we do what we want, and now everything is coming up to a head. Uh, including the visual aspect of a big issue in their organization too. I think it all kind of is in line and in lockstep with how they are operating as an organization. And they're not self-aware in terms of where they stand right now, Russ, because Chicago is a good hockey town, period. Chicago is a good hockey town in this country. Even that being said, you're, you're fifth out of five, unless you're winning cups or competing for cups. You're behind everybody else. The, you're you're last in line behind the Bulls, Bears, White Sox, and Cubs, if you're the Blackhawks. And so when you're as bad as they are on the ice, I mean, there's there's you. What are you selling at this point? You're not selling anything. You're like, hey, we do everything wrong uh, on the ice and off of it. Yeah, people aren't trying to hear from you, uh, especially just the. There's just it seems like each month there's been something with them, whether it's from their past or or, or Rocky coming out right now uh, a couple weeks ago with the outburst of the town hall, but Danny Wirtz and, and Jamie Faulkner, I know they're trying. There's, a, there's still a lot of work to be done over there. Um, yeah. yeah. Lots of work to be done. Russ, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to today? Yes, I'm very intrigued by what we didn't get to. Yeah, well, uh, item number one is I had a weird incident at a hotel last week. I was out okay. in was out in California, staying at this nice hotel that I always stay at in Pasadena when I'm out there for work. And I was walking down the hallway and in the room right before I got to mine, so the my next door neighbor in this hotel, I saw sitting on the floor right in front of the door uh, an, an AirPods case and one AirPod laying on the ground outside the door. Okay. And I, as someone who very recently got AirPods and then realized how expensive they are, I have been, this is a key part of the story. Uh, I've been like extremely neurotic about making sure I don't lose them. I'm constantly worried about losing these things. They're small and they're like a hundred dollars for each one that you lose. So if you lose for like the case or either, either earbud, that's a hundred bucks. So like if you lose any of it, you might as well just buy a whole whole new one. Probably. What would you do if you saw that laying in front of someone's door? Would you think as I did, I got to make sure they know this is here. I would, I would assume so, or maybe they dropped it. Yeah. Those would be my first two thoughts. I was thinking maybe they don't – it was – you wouldn't have dropped it there, but, like, maybe somebody in another room that they're friends with left it there for them. Either way, we can't be leaving this out. This is expensive. I wouldn't want to lose mine. I always, if I find something valuable, if I can have any way of getting it back to the person I want to because I know what that feels like to lose something. So – I knock on this woman's door. This is like a Saturday night, probably. 
Uh, I don't know what's a woman, I guess, but I find that out when she answers the door and she is hiding behind the door as she answers it as though not dressed. Got it. And But opens the door fully and I can see uh, in the door, from the doorway, I can see a trail of red rose petals along the floor going up to the bed. Oh, damn. Exactly. My reaction, exactly. So I think that the AirPod... Kate, and uh, I, it was a very awkward Least experience. And I'm like, hey, look, I just wanted to let you know. Yeah, I, maybe that was part of the plan. Maybe somebody was supposed to find that AirPods case and listen to it, and then they'd know to come in. I don't know. Very awkward situation. Wait, wait. So what was the exchange between you and, and the woman at the door? I was like, I just wanted to make sure you knew. I, it got awkward fast because before I could even talk, I saw what was going on. And I was like, I shouldn't have done this. Was there... So she, and, she and it, was it hers? I don't know. I just wanted to get out of there so badly. Um, you whack. I don't think she <laughs> wants me. I don't think she wants me involved in this situation at all. Was there somebody else in there? I don't think they'd gotten there yet. I don't think. Oh, she was expecting. Oh, she was expecting that, the dude right. who was supposed or or other woman that was supposed oh, to be that there. Could be. Yeah. And, and, and either, she was just way, like, either way, sorely disappointed. Probably she was in there, but ass waiting for somebody to come to the door. That was not Jason Leisure. That's what I think. Yeah. Oh, definitely. The last part. Yeah. Okay. Did it smell good in there? She had the candles going. I didn't pick that up, but, uh, but possibly. Yeah. I didn't pick that up. <laughs> okay. Rose petals all, all over everywhere. Yeah. Listen, man, I feel her. Anyway, next news item. <laughs> Brian Flores has been hired by the Pittsburgh Steelers, Russ. Correct. He's their senior defensive assistant and linebackers coach. He called Mike Tomlin for advice on what to do in his situation. As you know, he's suing the NFL and three other teams. And part of Mike Tomlin's advice was, we should hire you. Good hire. I mean, man, if you can get Brian Flores as your linebackers coach, he is well overqualified for that. Uh, But a good move for him probably, too, in the meantime, while he works out this suit with the NFL and – these other teams, the Dolphins, Giants, and Broncos, and I assume gets another head coaching opportunity at some point. You hope he doesn't get stuck in that role. Um, and I know he talked on Get Up this morning on ESPN or on Tuesday morning and said that when he left the Dolphins, they wanted him to to sign this um, separation agreement where he couldn't talk about things, and he didn't sign it knowing that he had all this information uh, that he wanted to um, get out there. And so, look, I, I think it's great. He's the best defensive, gonna be one of the best defensive coaches in the NFL. That's not a coordinator, um, if not the best. And you hope that he gets another shot in the next cycle, but you never know. I think he will. And the thing, the thing that most uh, makes me be on his side in this lawsuit, from a fairness perspective, is three years ago this was the young, hot defensive coordinator that everybody yeah. wanted. And all he did since then was win. So I can't understand why Brian Flores wouldn't have gotten one of the nine jobs, I think it was, that was open. Yeah. Speaking of football, Russ, Jackson Mahomes. Yikes. Back in the news, as he often is, for doing nothing, as he often does. I, I Googled trying to find out if Jackson Mahomes has a job. Couldn't find anything. Yeah, I bet. Says social media influencer. It was the closest. So, so, no, so no job. Right. Which uh, you could do just like Jackson Mahomes. It's it's a classic pull yourself up by your bootstraps story. Um, step one, have a brother who's the greatest quarterback in NFL history, probably. <laughs> and once you finish that, come back to me and I'll tell you step two. 
Got it. Uh, he always looking to cash in on the Mahomes name, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, this company called Rare Munchies with a Z says that like he hoops. hit them up. Like hoops. Yep. Rare <laughs> Munchies <laughs> says that he hit that he approached them uh, to tell them that they had a lot of cool stuff, which, of course, is a way of asking for something for free. And they agree through direct message or text or whatever, according to Rare Munchies, that they'll send him a, a gift box. They'll send him a bunch of things. Rare Munchies, by the way, is a retailer that deals in exotic food and drinks. So basically, like, kind of all the normal stuff you could get at uh, Walgreens, like snacks or, or pop or something like that. But, like, the different versions of it that are in all these other countries. Like, for example, Cheetos. You can get Cheetos from Korea that are tomato flavored. Or from China that are shrimp flavored. I also saw uh, Cheetos on their website that were steak flavored and turkey fl- turkey leg flavored. So stuff like that, if that's what you're into. Uh, so they said, sure, we're going to send you a gift pack, uh, a care package, whatever. We're going to send you a bunch of our stuff. This is all according to the uh, rare munchies people. Uh, we just all we want you to do is just tag us in an Instagram story or something, so we can get some fame out of this. And then they say that he ghosted them. He just. Stopped replying to them. They kept asking, hey, have you gotten the stuff? Are you going to you know, shout us out? Never, no response, no response, no response. Jackson Mahomes claims that uh, he never received anything from them. So who do you believe? Who do you believe? Rare Munchies or Jackson yes. Mahomes? Rare Munchies. 100%. Okay. There was a rumor this past week. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was banning his fiance and his brother from attending games at the, at the upcoming season. That, that was kind of part of him you know, narrowing his focus and everything. And uh, he and his mom both say that's not true. I can't say what I want about that whole situation on <laughs> oh, it. You always so can. I'm, Go for it. No, no, no. No, I, I can't. I'm going to refrain. That's why the elevator music exists. You know what? Item. I forgot oh. about the elevator music. Yes. Tony, yeah, that's a little bit of music over all of that. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's another thing, too. That's like... Mm-hmm. Russ, are you familiar with Frank Thomas? I am. No news involving Frank Thomas. I was just thinking about him. Uh, what's his show? Like Hang Time with Hurt or something? What's his show on you guys' channel, uh, uh, Tony? They don't pay for advertising, so we're not even going to correct it. Go ahead, Jason. That's That was wrong? Hang Time with Hurt's not right? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that's not. it. <laughs> so with Devin Hester, I'm curious to hear what you guys... Think about this. The reason I was thinking about Frank Thomas was because when Devin Hester was up for the Hall of Fame, I was thinking of what an event it was when he was returning any kind of kick, punt, Mm -hmm. kickoff, whatever. You had to watch this thing that you normally don't even care about in a game, in a football game. You had to watch if Devin Hester was back there during his prime. You had to see what was going to – or else you'd miss something huge. And I was thinking of who else has been like that in recent Chicago sports history – and I thought of Patrick Kane in the open ice. You've got to see what happens there. Frank Thomas from my childhood, in the ba- like any of his five at-bats in a game, you had to see what was going to happen there. Derrick Rose was a guy like that where you just didn't want to miss a big moment. Is there anyone other than those guys for you where you felt like from recent Chicago sports history or, or beyond, I guess, uh, beyond Chicago, where you're like, if, that, if I walk past the TV and that guy is about to do his thing, I, I got to stop. I got to stop and see what happens here. I say one local. I know Javi when he was here. Javi Baez when he was playing for the Cubs was like that. Uh, Shohei Otani now mm, as a national a draw. Like you, whether he's hitting or pitching, you got to watch. Um, 
John Morant right now is like that in the yeah. NBA for me. It's just like every night there's something. Like if like if they're on uh, TNT NBA, you're like, I gotta see, I gotta watch this game. Otherwise, Correct. I'll miss something. I got you. Correct. Tone. Um, Patrick Mahomes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, John Morant, definitely one. Um, Tim Anderson, because if he hits a home run, you know you're gonna get a show with it. It's gonna be a show. Yeah. So, yeah, those will probably be three right now. I ended up going down a rabbit hole on Frank Thomas. Uh, he has back-to-back M- MVP seasons in 93 and 94, Russ. And over these two seasons, I think you'll appreciate this. 332 average, 1.111 OPS, which is very good. Yes. 79 home runs, 229 RBIs. He walked twice as many times as he struck out over the course of those two seasons. He did all that in just 266 games because he missed a little bit of time in 93. And then obviously they had the strike in 94 when he probably would have won the Triple Crown. And my man, he's still salty, though, that he doesn't get his proper respect, which I get. All those dudes was doing the roids, and he was the one clean one. And now he's getting overshadowed. Are you overshadowed when you're in the Hall of Fame? No, I mean, and you're considered the greatest hitter in White Sox history, right? You're one of considered one of the greatest right-handed hitters of all time. I don't think you're overshadowed, but ego. But mm-hmm. I digress. I have more baseball news if you'd like it, Russ. Uh, Not no really. Baseball, no baseball <laughs> being played yet. I, at least I don't think there's. Is there? Do you have it? Should we go to uh, our baseball insider for a baseball I, update? I'd prefer. Are you we having baseball this season? Uh. No, not there. I know of Tony. We need you. This is like the fifth time I've asked. We need you to get like a like a news, like a breaking news sounder when we go to that. When we go to Russ for that. Still no baseball, Jason. That's that's but, the industry you're looking for. But but there was still some action Monday at Petco Park, home of the Padres in San Diego. A man. Drove an SUV. It looked like a Jeep to me. I couldn't tell for sure, but it looked like a Jeep, a white Jeep. Uh, drove an SUV onto the field. I have no idea how this guy got into the stadium. I did not find that. I read multiple news reports about this from multiple outlets. Could not find exactly how he got his his truck into the stadium, but drove into the stadium, Tony, and just started doing donuts and just driving all over the field. The outfield wasn't grass. It was all kind of dirt because they've been having like monster truck uh, events there and stuff like that. Just driving all over the place. And there's video of it. If you haven't seen this, you can find this online very easily because a guy in a nearby office building, a high rise who had a view, has a view from his office down onto the field at Petco Park, filmed all of it. They eventually caught him by the grounds crew blocking the exit. And the guy just kind of surrendered and stopped the car and got out and just sat down and waited for the police. He was arrested for felony vandalism. All right. And finally, Russ. Antony, a Boston man apparently wants to be the new Tiger King. 24-year-old Matthew Abraham allegedly snuck into Franklin Park Zoo in Boston Monday morning, about 9 a.m., broad daylight, uh, probably, I'm going to guess, an hour before the park opened, before the zoo opened, uh, climbed over a gate and at least uh, two fences and got as He didn't get into the tiger enclosure, but he did get very close. He got to like a back of house area where they they care for the tigers and then uh, ran away when the staff saw him. 
But uh, much in the way that you can't outrun a tiger, you cannot outrun zoo security. They eventually caught him. He was arrested for trespassing. Uh, now, that's a that's 30-day sentence and disorderly conduct, which could get you six months in jail. So I'm wondering, Tony, mm-hmm. what would you what would you choose if your choices are 30 days in jail or 10 minutes in that tiger cage? Mm, I'll do the 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You might die. You might get. Can we, wait, can we rephrase? It's it's it's. 30, min- 30 days in jail or 10 minutes in the tiger cage where death is probably imminent. I assumed he knew that, but he seemed like mm-hmm. didn't he? No, didn't. you have to spell things out for Tony because he's going to be Tony. Yeah, yeah. Give me give me the 10 minutes. Goofball. My favorite part of this, Russ, was the local NBC affiliate in Boston went to this guy's house to interview him. They found the guy. Like in the San Diego story, I saw a news report where they talked to the guy that filmed the person that drove around on the field. In Boston, the local NBC affiliate went to the guy's house. They open. He opens the door and answers the door inexplicably with a violin in his hand. Does the entire interview holding a violin. Yeah, that's the kind of person I expect uh, in that situation. Um, we like to thank everybody for listening to this week's episode of Sports Jason. Jason, it was is great to have you back after your week of leave. Um, off. You, you came prepared and ready to go today. Once again, if you're listening to this podcast and you heard anything that Jason said about me before, those are Jason's thoughts and opinions and are not true and or accurate. Russ is a wonderful human being and is very honest with women. That's true and accurate. Despite what he might have said earlier. You know, people listen to this podcast, Jason. People it's trying you, to compliment you. I was trying to say something. No, kind of in no. this mode of me and Tony saying nice things about it. And then it you don't get in not. trouble for the things you say on here. Neither right does up. Tony. Oh, yes. I, oh, do. I do. No, no, I do. <laughs> oh, man, you better believe I Listen, man. There's Living in my house, I get in trouble for everything. Like, not just my wife. My wife and kids are on me all the time. Like, anything I ever do wrong, I'm, I'm hearing about it. Well, you should now. And I understand like, them. After today's show, I get it. Like having three traffic cops in the house. <laughs> it um, for everybody out there, make sure you uh, download the episodes each week. Like, comment, subscribe. Our listeners per week are, are going up. And, you know, we're coming up on our one-year anniversary, gentlemen, next month. It's That's coming right. up. Ooh. So we're really excited for that. Um, tell all your friends about it. You can catch the video clips on social. Those have been doing really well. Make sure you continue to share those. Listen to all the wonderful content on the House of L Network, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, wherever you find your audio content, you can find the show. Gentlemen, anything else before I let the fine people go? All right. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother... What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. 
it sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.